Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Rays owner Stuart Sturberg gave his State of the Rays address in Port Charlotte on Tuesday. What did he say his biggest regret was about the effort to build a new stadium? We'll tell you what that was. Manny Machado is the new $300 million man. He's going to earn $30 million a year over the next 10 years playing for the San Diego Padres. And the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Flyers 5-2 one day after winning in Columbus. Louis Domingue. Gets his 11th straight win. We got all that and more in the Bucks sign a running back in this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, are you ready for a magical day on the river with the manatees? Now, I've done this. Folks, you have to try it. It should be on your bucket list. If so, seven days a week, you can experience the wonder and magical charm with Captain Mike's Swimming with the Manatees in Crystal River. It's the ultimate family bonding experience. Ask about their $30 Manatee Bronze Tour and be sure to ask about their free offer for active law enforcement officers and U.S. US military. It requires a purchase of two silver tickets at a regular price, and after that, you're eligible for the free tour. Now, Captain Mike's is the number one customized Manatee Tour company in Kings Bay and Crystal River. It's absolutely gorgeous up there. The weather is turning nice. It's always 72 degrees. Uh, it is absolutely pure paradise. You go and you can ask about their pontoon boat rentals, their kayak rentals, bicycle rentals, and much more. Book online at swimmingwiththemanatees.com or call 352-571-1888. All right, Steve, so Stuart Sternberg uh, had his sort of state of the Rays address uh, down there in Port Charlotte. Of course, the Rays getting ready to begin spring training. The games, actually, the full squad has reported and among the things he talked about, and there were a couple, uh, but none maybe as insightful as when he was discussing the stadium situation. Of course, we know that talks on the uh, the new stadium in Ybor City fell apart in December, and you know since then um, a lot a lot was thrown a little bit by the Rays and and by Rob Manford, the uh, baseball commissioner, sort of on on the community uh, leaders there in Hillsboro, and. What was interesting, uh, he talked to Mark, Mark Tompkin of, of the Tampa Bay Times. You can read this on TampaBay.com, Sternberg did, um, with others as well. Uh, and, and the thing that Sternberg said uh, really really caught my eye. He said that uh, he wishes he had pushed a, a Hillsborough officials a little bit harder sooner. He said clearly when we, and I don't say it would have changed anything, but when we saw this thing was coming to a close and coming to an end around Thanksgiving, it sort of spurred a lot to happen after that, which was a bit – too little and a bit too late. Maybe I should have played this like, if you don't do something now, we're leaving talks or something sooner. Um, but it's just not my style. And uh, he said, you know, they tried to, to work with them as best they could. Let's just deal with that right now. Uh, there's, there's other things, of course, now they're, they're back to dealing with uh, St. Petersburg and Pinellas County in general. With respect to Hillsborough, look, I, I really have sensed almost from the beginning in some ways that Sternberg's effort – uh, as far as remaining in Tampa Bay, was to get the stadium on the Hillsborough side of of the bay. That 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 was his singular focus in many ways. I mean, I know we go back 
years before when they they talked about a site, you know, on, at the Bayfront, and and even had some 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 drawings early on. Um, but I think as they looked at this thing and they really studied it over the years, uh, the effort was to to get to get towards Tampa, towards more of a population center, be more maybe centrally located for people in in uh, northern Hillsboro, going up uh, even up I four corridor, all that. And you know they they ended up with a stadium site which was unique, I thought. In Ebor City, certainly has you know some cultural flavor there with with Ebor City and its its connection to, to uh, Cuba and baseball in general. Uh, and they spent, I would think, a significant amount of time and effort and money designing what was this glass, <laughs> just uh, amazing uh, indoor uh, stadium uh, that was going to seat about 35,000 people or so. You know, we got the community behind them. It seemed as if the Hillsborough County uh, commissioners and uh, Tampa City Council and people like that were behind them as well. But they had the December 31st deadline of uh, last year to to try to you know complete the financing for that, and it never really it never really got close. I mean, from what I understand, that there was never really any way of of culminating that. Certainly by the start of the new year. And so what Sternberg is saying is he wishes, say, around Thanksgiving, he to put more pressure. I'm not sure what pressure or what leverage he necessarily had other than the deadline itself, but. You're gonna. You probably read this differently than I do. The way I look at this, uh, what he's saying here is this: Look, they're back now to having to talk exclusively with St. Petersburg about a stadium in the next few years. Now, what happens after 2027 when the lease is up? Uh, he can discuss that with anybody now if he wanted to, whether that's here or or Charlotte or Las Vegas or what have you, I suppose. But with respect to the Tampa Bay area and and their needs, you know, sooner than later, and it would take what, three to four years to build this thing, and we're already at, you know, 2019, so do the math. He's only got a couple years uh, really to figure this out, I would would suppose. Now they're talking to Pinellas and St. Petersburg. You know, the the city of St. Petersburg wants to know how they're going to develop that Tropicana field site, and it just feels like to me that he really wants this thing ultimately, uh, if it's going to remain in Tampa Bay, to not be in St. Petersburg. That that does not seem in any way palatable to him. And I know people have talked about the Gandhi or the dog track area, that sort of, I don't think that I don't think that suits his needs either. I think that uh, they really did want that Ebor site and for whatever reason it didn't happen uh, this time around. But I I just this feels to me like him saying, "Look, you know, we're we're back to St. Pete, but that's not where we want this thing." Well, I don't think they picked the Saint the, the Ebor City site initially because it was just convenient. I think they did a. I think they studied it and look. We've talked about the, the Rays ticket problems is not on individual season ticket holders. It's businesses. That's right. They're not buying right. blocks of tickets and suites and group sales and things like that. Sure. It's the businesses. The businesses mm-hmm. are not in St. Pete. They're in downtown right. Tampa and they're in the the West Shore district. Those are where mm-hmm. the business, the types of businesses that are going to buy season tickets or 20 game packs and, and, or have, you know, 10 different tickets for big things or to buy the suites. Those are the businesses you need. Those are the ones that you need to make it convenient to them. Baseball more than any other sport is location, location, location. That's what makes a baseball stadium work because of 81 home games a year, oftentimes six, seven days in a row after work for four or five nights a week. It, the location is very important for the convenience of those that are the 
doing business and using the tickets for business purposes, whether it's entertaining clients or taking staff, et cetera, et cetera. The locations, football on a Sunday, put it anywhere. It doesn't matter. As long as, you know, the traffic in and out is convenient enough. Football doesn't matter. Hockey and and NBA matters to a point because there's 41 dates, but you're not playing five straight nights in a row. And so baseball more than any is that. The Ybor City location fit, checked a lot of boxes for the Rays and everything they need out of a stadium. So do I believe that that's really where they want the stadium? Or, you know, I I think if there's another suitable place in West Shore or if they could get downtown Tampa, sure. But essentially that was their number one spot. They shouldn't be happy they don't have it. Now, whether they're to blame for not – it's not going forward. And Stu Sternberg said maybe he should have been more aggressive. Maybe he should have pushed harder. Uh, You know, it never felt like there was a huge sense of urgency on either side. And maybe – and if you read into Sternberg's comments, he said, you know, it's not my style to sit there and say, if we don't get this, we're leaving. And he didn't. And maybe that's why it didn't feel – it never felt like there was a sense of urgency on either side to it which it was kind of refreshing that it, there hasn't been threats to this point, not that there aren't and not that there's not a threat of them leaving because there is at some point. But, but well, yes, is Ebor their, their top site or somewhere close to there? Yes. I mean, look, a ballpark at Al Lang Stadium and, and, and Witted Airport would be beautiful. It would be, a, it would be such a picturesque setting park, but it doesn't solve the problem of the businesses buying tickets, which is ultimately what they're trying to fix. Right, and I think, you know, what, what he said – on Tuesday was that, you know, they're basically, they got to start from scratch again and that they, they need to, you know, they need time to sort of figure out what they can do that. And, and look, you get one bite of the apple here, wherever this thing lands, if it lands in Tampa Bay at all, you can't go back in and redo it. You can't lament where it's at or the construction of it or the design of it, any of that. So he says, you know, we don't want to look back and say, boy, I wish we could have done this after the fact. Uh, but the bottom line, you're exactly right. Uh, the Rays have not been able to attract fans, and certainly they've not been able to attract corporate support where they have been at the Trop. And they've been there for 21 seasons, okay? So telling people you're going to rebuild on that site, what's going to change? Why, why would people suddenly come just because it's a new, a, new, uh, a new building? I mean, there might be some novelty to it, but, you know, the worst thing that could happen is you find a way to finance this thing, and, and you build it there. Uh, and unlike Field of Dreams, if you build it and nobody comes. You know, so location, as you mentioned earlier, is, is absolutely um, the biggest thing about the stadium game. And, and so what, what he talked about was that, you know, even if they were able to find the, the funding for the project, just, you know, okay, we know how we're going to get the money. We, you know, we're going we're gonna to pay this much, and there's gonna, this much is coming from corporations or – However, they, let's say that he says we say we get the funding um, to him. He says just having the funding is not going to be enough. It's not going to make the project work because he thinks the support of the fans. And, and as you mentioned, the corporate support is the biggest thing. You know, like they want everything. They And why not? They want, you know, 30,000 fans or 35,000 fans a night. They want naming rights on the stadium. They want uh you know, to have big corporate support and sponsors all over the building. But he said, you know, if we continue to get eight or 12,000 a night, it doesn't matter because we failed. Because you, you go to all this trouble, build this thing, and if, and if people don't come, it was all for naught. And so that's why I think that, you know, they really are, you know, longing to go to Hillsborough County 
uh, all the while only being allowed to talk to, you know, to St. Petersburg right now anyway in Pinellas County. And you're right. Could they build the most picturesque stadium in the world on that on that waterfront where Alang is? Absolutely they could. And it would it would rival anything in the majors, including, you know, the ballpark in San Francisco and McCovey Cove and all that. But I still don't think that they would they, they I still think they think it wouldn't be enough to draw fans. Even though if they're if they're able able to build it, um, I, I still think they really lament. But you know my my experience with these stadium games and, and people in St. Pete and in Tampa Bay are all too familiar with this because they built stadiums all throughout the Major League Baseball. We've talked about it, and in my limited experience with what happened with the old sombrero getting you know getting torn down and then Raymond James going up, they kept the Bucks here in Tampa Bay because they were headed to Baltimore. You have to have a deadline. You have to real or imagined, but it has to be a a real deadline. It can't be, hey, if we can't get it done by December thirty first in Hillsborough, we'll go back and talk to St. Pete. No, it's gotta be we're leaving. Okay. <laughs> like we are going to leave the area. We are leaving Tampa Bay. We're leaving St. Pete. We're leaving Hillsborough. We're leaving. Um, unfortunately, to to make that happen, you have to have another place to go to. You have to have a city that's willing to, like St. Pete was for all those years. That built the Giants and the White Sox and, uh, you know, the Twins' new ballparks um, or Seattle. You have to be willing to to go and have another city that you can flirt with. So, and right, right now, now they're not they allowed to talk to. to any other cities. That's correct. Until, until the, the, the 2028 season for building a stadium for right. then, which is, you know, too far out for any city to start negotiating. Right. So it, it's a very it's a very ter- it's you know, for them, it's it's a difficult position to be in. And I can appreciate and, and by the same token, look, we've seen the development of St. Petersburg. I was down there last weekend uh, or a couple of weeks ago. We went to Ray's Fan Fest and we stopped and, and ate at one of the new barbecue places and on Central and just, you know, looked at all the, the, the new um, uh, apartments and, and townhouses and things that are going up. I mean, like like, you know, just weeds. Um, St. Petersburg has changed so much, and I worked there, uh, still do, but I literally used to go in the office for like the first 25 years. Um, and it, it is just remarkable, uh, the growth and how cool that city is now and the businesses and, uh, and the, the sense of community and people living downtown, which is what you need uh, to keep a downtown vibrant. Uh, and, and yet, you know, that TROP site is very valuable, extremely valuable. I mean, that is prime real estate that that city needs uh, for its development rights. They'd love to have the race be a part of that, but it's not exclusive to them to have baseball there. I mean, that is, you know, that's going to be developed one way or the other. And, you know, there's, there's plenty of opportunity, uh, you know, to, to capitalize on that real estate. So everybody's got to have an answer, you know, and sooner than later about what's going to happen because, you know, the, the city's viability and everybody else's depends on it. But, Man, it sure sounded like to me anyway, and I wasn't there for the interview, and I haven't I haven't heard the audio just yet, so that's certainly something can be lost in translation. But it seems like a real loser's lament that man, maybe maybe I should have been more of a uh, of a pusher on this deal and and held people's feet to the fire. Look, uh, and and I know they had a place to go, or or at least the perceived place to go. But Malcolm Glazer, may he rest in peace when he was in the stadium game, and ironically, Roger Goodell was not the commissioner. It was Paul Tagliabue, but Goodell was in charge of the stadium, um, you know, the stadium issue throughout the NFL at the time. 
And I've talked to him and others about how they got to the point where Malcolm was going around at the NFL owners meetings in West Palm Beach, tapping his watch, telling them, you got this much time. We got this many, you know, we got to come up with a plan. It's this much or, you know, or I'm out of here. And that, and, and unfortunately that's, that's usually what it takes. It usually takes a, a, a concrete sort of, you know, take it or leave it. And we're, we're packing up and we're going deadline and, and that does not exist. And it, it's hard to artificially create that. I think that's what they tried to do uh, with December 31st. And I think everybody knew that, well, if it doesn't happen by December 31st, okay, we're, that window shuts, but does it really mean they're leaving? Well, no, they're not leaving. They have a lease until, you know, 2027. Now, they could always break that somehow, um, I suppose. But that well, doesn't no, that, seem that's to be been baseball. the issue. Is it's a pretty ironclad lease. There's not. Yeah, well, look, I mean, there's that, always money Money talks, right? I mean, I don't know what it would cost, but there's got to be it's got to be a financial. Maybe they get sued. Maybe baseball gets sued. I don't know. What well, that, what it definitely would happen. But the other part of that is, and we've talked about it too, is baseball wants to expand. So they're, they not, they're not looking to move teams. No, they're, they're looking not. to get huge expansion fees from these cities not move sure. a team there right that's right and you don't want to take up a market that you would typically expand to you'd like uh, i'm sure that they love the you know the tampa bay market in terms of its of, of its tv uh market share and 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 what you know well and it's a growing market population wise and it's sure there's Florida, no, yeah there's no there, there's no signs that it's going to slow down that the, the country is no. moving to the you know the southeast and the southwest absolutely Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So you don't want to leave those markets. That's right. That's that's what's growing. That's where that's where your fans and your future fans are going to come from. So all that makes sense. But uh, but anyway, some sobering kind of a sobering thoughts by Stuart Sternberg. Now, with respect to his baseball team, um, he's pretty excited about him. Uh, he, you know, he'd like to see them try to uh, to win 90 again. Uh, there's still huge inequities with respect to, uh, you know, team's payroll and the small markets versus the big markets. It's interesting. And John Romano uh, wrote this column in the Tampa Bay Times. Again, I encourage you to go on TampaBay.com and read it. It was really good uh, where John talked about how baseball wants to have it both ways. On the one hand, uh, Stuart Sternberg and other, or I'm sorry, uh, Rob Manford and others will tell you they need a stadium. You can't compete. You know, that's where the dollars come from. That's where the stability is. You got to have revenue streams. These smaller market teams got to have new ballparks. Uh, that's the only way you can remain competitive, right, with the Yankees, especially in the American League East. And yet, at the same time, they turn around and they talk out of the other side of their mouth and they say, hey, uh, look what the Rays are doing. Uh, you know, every every team has a chance to win 90 games. Uh, you know, the competitive balance is still here. Well, it's it's really not, okay? Like, that's an aberration, what they were able to do and what the Oakland A's were able to do. And they point to those two teams all the time and say, well, look, you know, here's here's some competitive small market teams. And, yeah, every once in a blue moon, a Kansas City, you know, which still draws, what, two and a half, three million fans a year sometimes, uh, manages to make it to the World Series uh, or go deep in the playoffs. But the bottom line is, 
you know, the two teams in the last, what, decade or so that have uh, you know, probably won the most are the Yankees and, and the Dodgers. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's still, there's still a lopsided uh, system right now that baseball needs to fix. And as Sternberg talked about it, he said, look, we're kind of, we're a victim of our own success here because we find innovative ways to remain competitive with a smaller payroll. And when we do, a couple things happen. Everybody either copies it and then your edge is gone or especially the, the, you know, then the larger market teams can do that as well. They have more talent that they paid for, you know, or people start complaining about it, which I don't think you really care, but it's hard to maintain. You can't, you know, you, you can't just come up with the idea of an opener and win 90 games and think that now everybody is going to let you do that without an adjustment and you're going to win 90 every year doing that. Uh, you know, and I, I believe in the ball club they're putting together and I think they've done, uh, uh, Eric Neander and those guys have done a terrific job um, with with constructing this team. And, and maybe, you know, maybe they get back into it and, and, and this year they win 100. I don't know. I, I think that's, but that's the outlier, okay? You know, a team like Tampa Bay or Oakland to do that is the outlier. And so I, I just think, Steve, that, that, that John is right, that, that baseball is trying to have it both ways right now. And it's sort of that way with the players. You know, we, we talked about, and we'll get into Manny Machado here in just a minute, but we talked about Machado signs this enormous contract. And on the one hand, Manfred says, yeah, I think it's great that, that superstars you know, are able to get these deals and, and that's, you know, that's the way it's supposed to work. And, and yet there's, you know, players unions like are screaming that, Hey, there's a hundred guys out here that don't have a job and they're all good players. What's, what's up with that? You know? So it, it's, it's really baseball's in a funny place right now with sort of being caught in between right now with well, a lot of, a lot of issues. I think ultimately if you're a league, you'd like to have more parity in the league just from a pure running the league standpoint, but baseball's never, no doubt. The Yankees and Red Sox and Dodgers are never going to agree to complete revenue sharing. Never going to happen. Your big markets are not going to do that because they know that they they can they can buy everybody they want and they can do exactly what the small market teams are doing and invest more money in it. You know, and they may be a couple years behind at times, but they know they can do that. So these big market teams, you know that that and the the financial inequity in baseball is not going to go away. There may be ways to smooth it out a little bit, and they've tried that with the luxury tax and stuff. But teams are just diving under it because they don't want to pay the small market teams sure um you know manny machado you know and, and i believe manfred agrees hey the superstars should get paid and the more they do the happier the union is which makes things happier i i still can't believe someone gives someone a 10-year deal in this day and age guaranteed it's crazy but it's crazy you know is, is manny machado worth 30 million dollars this year yes will he be in eight years from now good question well i <laughs> I think a man is worth what somebody will pay him. That, sure. That's my first comment. Well, but that. what I'm saying so, is, is you know, the Albert Pujols, the Alex Rodriguez, the yeah, all you're these paying big, for, you know, Miguel Cabrera, all these contracts by the end of it, those last few seasons, it, it's, it's, you know, they're not living up to that, the, the salary that you're paying them as far as production. And it's, it's and age and it's just what happens. I just don't know how you get to that number. I mean, you know, with Machado, I mean, and look, I think he's a really, really good player. Mm-hmm. I don't know that, I don't know that he's worth three hundred million dollars. I don't know what anybody is, but let's just say this: he's never batted three hundred. I know he's come close to it. Never hit forty home runs. Uh, he's driven in a hundred runs once. Never batted a uh, 
I mentioned he never hit 300. Not that that's the litmus test. He's a very, very good player. But here's the thing. He was a very good player for the Orioles last year, and they lost the most games in the majors. In other words, he's not enough to drag the San Diego Padres anyplace. They, lo- they won 66 games last year. Now, this might be about the Padres. Now, I know that they have one of the top minor league organizations in baseball, at least ranked by those who, who follow this sort of thing. Um, and history shows us that within a couple of years when you hit that ranking, you're usually in the postseason, if not, you know, if not further. Um, but this doesn't – This does. I mean, the, the Padres? I mean, you know, that's that's where – I mean, he took the money, clearly, but is, is that where he chose to play? Is anybody going to see Manny Machado now playing for San Diego? No, it's it's kind of like the Mike Trout, the best player in baseball who no one ever sees. True, but at least the Angels should, by all by all accounts, they're not the Padres. They should be able to be competitive. Well, they should in the be able to be competitive, market. but they're not. They're not making the playoffs. And the Padres keep trying to be competitive. They keep trying to buy players and free agents, and it it never it hasn't worked out for them. I mean, you hope for their sake Machado does, and and with their young farm system coming up, that they can build a, a good team. Mm-hmm. But they've been trying Do to you? compete in that NL West and, and buy players the last few seasons, and they, they've just you know from you know they traded what for BJ Upton or Melvin Upton at the time, uh, you know they've 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 gone after players. They, they Will haven't Myers. worked out. It, well, Will Myers yeah. was a younger player, but it wasn't like the big True. you know the big money guys that they're trying after. But they've tried, and they're continuing to try, and you know give them credit for that. Ah, uh, I don't know. I'd be nervous. <laughs> I'm paying that guy thirty million dollars, and he let's. You got to be honest though. He's not like the big. He ain't gonna make everybody else better, is he? Is he that guy? I mean, I don't know. Maybe Bryce Harper isn't either. But uh, by the same token, it's, it seems like it seems like you'd want a guy that that would sort of make guys around him better. I mean, I don't. I mean, maybe none of these guys are. Maybe A. Rod wasn't either. Um, certainly, Derek Jeter was worth every dime to me. Um, you know, don't forget Machado. Machado's a, a great defensive player too, and he never gets credit for that. Most people don't talk about that part of his game. Oh, he's a Gold Glove. I mean, he's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, the plays he makes, and I don't know if he's going to play short or third. I haven't read into it enough to know that. But and he's great at either. Um, but he's also a guy that's not always hustled to first base. Uh, you know, he's had some dirty plays <laughs> in his career. Yes, that's I don't true. Know. We'll, we'll talk. You know who does know him? We're going to talk to him this week is Eduardo Encina, my uh, my partner in crime on the Bucks beat, and also covers uh, covers Major League Baseball. He covered Machado yes, he through did. all those years in Baltimore, and knows him personally, and knows him very well, and can can really uh, break down Manny. I I do not know him uh, to say the least. I, I've watched him. I've admired his play. You know, you talk about some of the third basemen they've had in the American League East. Uh, for a while there, it was quite a stretch. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, well, the Rays will still know, see Machado this year because they travel to San Diego, I believe, early in the they season will. too. Yeah, they will. They'll see him quite early. So that'll be interesting. Not the team I think people. I know the Chicago White Sox. I was reading David Hobb, the Chicago Tribune, writing about how you know this was uh, this was the White Sox big chance to be relevant again. Uh, they made a hard push for him, and uh, that didn't work out. So there's you know there's certainly a lot of losers lamenting teams that are that are uh, not happy that they, they lost out. And we'll see where Bryce Harper is going to go. I think we've heard of the Phillies. That's, that's been out there for a number of, uh, of months now. If he pulls a trigger now, now I'll say this. If I'm Bryce Harper, I'm not taking even $1 less than $300 million. In fact, I want, I want $325 if I'm him. 
Yeah, I would think I, think he's, I would think he wants more than the thirty million a year that Machado's getting. Absolutely. I would think he wants to beat Giancarlo Stanton's contract, which was three twenty eight, sure. three twenty nine, I think, something like that. Somewhere in there, yeah. Like, right it, it might be off of a little a couple mil, but Yeah, what's a couple mil between friends? Yeah, when you're making really. that much, really, what is it? Yeah, it's like this podcast. It's like we don't it's not it's not the extra money you make that, that you know really bothers me. It's just the fact that we get to do it. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the key. But yeah, so interesting day for baseball. Uh, in the in the meantime, your Tampa Bay Lightning went on to, uh, and this is not news anymore. They won a game. They won another what? game and back to back night. Oh, yeah, so the Stanley Cup's just, back on after they gave up the goal last night late. It is, and that was a shame because that would have been three straight shutouts. And for a while, it looked like Louis Domingue was going to have one, but that was not to be. But they did manage to squeak by the Flyers five to two, and they built a three to nothing lead uh, fairly early in this game. I believe five different players scored in this game, if I'm not mistaken. I believe um, you're correct. And most most of them were not the front line guys, as a matter of fact. Oh, well, Braden Point didn't even suit up. He missed a team meeting. Yeah, what's up with that, by the way? I'm guessing you overslept. Does that? I mean, that's I mean, is that late a, night travel last thing? night? Uh, you know, cell phone died. On, forgot babe. to plug it in. Come on, and babe. The alarm. Come I, don't, on. I don't know. I'm guessing. Don't they knock on? Don't they knock on doors? Don't they like have to get like in football? Like, you know, I know they have morning skates in hockey, right? And part of that is is so the guys don't go out late at night and they know they have to be fresh and ready to go. But, like, in football, you have to be, like, down at breakfast or you have to check in. Like, they see you every morning for some reason. If they mm-hmm. don't see you, you get a knock on the door, right? I mean, if somebody goes up and says, hey, yo, you sleeping? What's up? Do they do that in hockey? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know if That's they a good would, question. Like, but he didn't show up. I mean, he wasn't there at practice. That that. That's got to be a ah, damn moment, right? For a guy who's been as, as good as Braden Point. Yeah. So. Well, I would think, you know, look, uh, in, you know, Cooper's – they've had these uh, – I think Val Philpola missed a meeting a few years ago and missed a game. And, oh, it happens. You know, yeah, Cooper's always just said, hey, you know, we move on. It happened, and, you know, you missed the yeah. game, and, it's, you know, next game, nothing ever – it's like nothing ever happened. I mean – Well, fortunately, they didn't miss them because they're that loaded and uh, that strong, and they continue to uh, to play well against the Flyers. Mm-hmm. They also it called was, up Jan uh, Ruda from Syracuse as Victor Hedman missed the game when he left he injured after the first period against Columbus. So uh, Matthew Joseph was sent back to Syracuse again. Imagine it'll just be until they're convinced Hedman's ready to come back, and then they'll make the swap. Joseph will come back to the Lightning. It's mostly, as we talked about before, it's a, it's, I don't know if this is a paper transaction. It may actually last for a game or two, but it's, he's one of the few players that have – uh, options essentially to go down or can go, can go down to Syracuse without having to clear waivers. Speaking of Philadelphia, who is the guy that they want uh, Simmons to Wayne attract? Simmons. Uh, Wayne Simmons as a possible uh, trade late here as a rental player? He was in the did box you a happen lot to see, did, he, did you see the hit that he – who was it that he just absolutely leveled? Oh, my goodness. If he was putting on – if this was an audition, he made sure they felt him because <laughs> – he was hitting everything, and so I was like, "Hey, you want something like this? Hey, watch this. You want to see somebody physical? You guys need some of this? I want my name on a Boom. cup." Boom! Yeah, <laughs> it felt that way. It felt like, and he did it right in front of the lightning bench. It kind of felt like, "Hey, watch this, guys." Boom. Hey, how would you like to have this on your team? Um, pretty good audition, if that's what it was. I don't really know, but it was just an interesting part of of the game that they were playing. So. Finally, and this is not insignificant, even though it seems that way perhaps uh, in the grand scheme of things, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a new running back. Le'Veon Bell? No. Oh. 
I know. That's that's the first thing you think. He's a veteran running back, and he and, and he's going to jump right in, and he's going to contribute right away. No, not him. Uh, in fact, uh, it's a guy that did not play last year at all, if you can believe that. Le'Veon Bell. not current. Yeah, well, there you go. I should have set it up better. I should have said the Bucks have a running back who did not play last season, and he's on the Tampa Bay Bucks now. Um, no, it is uh, Andre Ellington. And you said who? Well, he's the guy that uh, played for the Arizona Cardinals all five of his seasons for Bruce Arians. Not a surprise there that Bruce would reach back and get yet another Arizona Cardinal. Of course, there's a couple former Cardinals that I'm sure everybody would like to see to see him bring to Tampa Bay. But uh, Ellington is a guy that uh, actually was – Fairly successful when he was a running back there. He's a third. I mean, in all intents and purposes, he's a third down back. And uh, this would this would probably mean the end, I would imagine, perhaps, to uh, the Jacquez Rogers days in Tampa. Because if you remember, uh, Jacquez came, sort of followed Dirk Cutter over here from Atlanta, um, was here for about three or four years, I think, and and you know, and played well when he was called upon. He did what Jacquez Rogers does, which is. Very reliable third down back if you need him. Of course, last year wasn't supposed to have as big of a role because they thought Ronald Jones was going to be uh, the dude sort of in that in that role, if not more prominent uh, role than he was. But uh, Peyton Barber, of course, was their bell cow back, a uh, guy that runs inside and, and, and did some nice things. Uh, and then it was just a bad year for Ronald Jones. But they bring Andre Ellington over to uh, to, to sort of be that veteran third down back. And, and there will be, I would imagine, uh, there's a chance that maybe they draft a guy or certainly sign one in free agency. I mean, you got to take more than three or four to camp, uh, and you never know how that's going to work out. But, uh, but anyway, interesting signing there by uh, Bruce Arians, who uh, congratulations to him, by the way. His daughter is expecting uh, their uh, Bruce's third grandchild. And so I know they had an event planned with the corporate sponsors, the Peter Partners, that had to be uh, rescheduled for that reason, but uh, he is out of state getting ready to celebrate uh, his, the birth of his, of his third grandchild. So congratulations to Bruce Arians. We'll be sure to light some cigars for him uh, as, uh, as we get the news about that. All right, so looking ahead this week now, we've got the Lightning that are off tonight, but they're going to play Thursday against Buffalo. That'll be back at home at Amelie Arena. So let's see if they can continue their winning ways. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Rays will continue their workouts. Their first game is approaching uh, here on Friday of the Grapefruit League. And we'll probably uh, have a chance to talk to Eduardo Encina about the Manny Machado deal and others uh, later this week. So you want to be on hand for that. As always, we appreciate you guys uh, listening. And remember, if you're uh, looking for something to do with your family, a bonding experience that is like no other, please, I beg you, go see these folks at and, and swim with the manatees um, up there in Crystal River. It is absolutely beautiful in Kings Bay. Captain Mike's is the number one customized manatee tour company there in Kings Bay and Crystal River. It's just pure paradise. You can book online now at swimmingwiththemanatees.com or call 352-571-1888. For Steve Burstyn, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.